three, two, one. Welcome to Silver in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. Yeah! What it? Okay, here we go. Oh. Holy cow, dude. So rare. What a week. You know what I hate, Alec? It's a new week. It's episode seven, whatever. But I hate that all the news always comes out immediately after we drop a new episode. Oh, every time. Like, we literally dropped a new episode, and I was like, ha, new episode, cool. And then, fuck whatever we talked about. Because Silver was just like, hey, we have Messi. Hey, by the way, the World Cup's coming. And you know what? Your common cards, we're just going to beef those up, too. What a week full of news. There's so much to talk about. I got my boy Alec here. He tried so hard to find a co-host, but it didn't happen. So now you're stuck. You're stuck talking to me. How you doing, Alec? I am good. And the uh, and the great words of our uh, songbird of our generation, Jason Derulo, we're riding solo tonight. Hey. Uh, I mean, we got we got plenty to talk about. We're all good. Um, what a week of news is so rare. And I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, of course, it's I feel like it's every time we hit stunt or stop recording, it's something else drops, whether it's it's news from the NBA, whether it's so rare news or or who knows what. But it feels like always something goes off of uh, you know anytime we're done recording. Hey. Whatever. If if that's what it if that's that if that's what it takes, okay. Let's end this show right now. All right. Let's end it. Let's put it up right now and then see let let's see what we get. What is this Giannis to the Bulls right now? All right, and cut. We're good for the week. Let's go. That is never gonna happen, my dude. <laughs> but before we before we start talking about everything that Sower has come out with, which is a lot, which I'm excited to talk about because Alec might want be one of my only so rare friends that I actually like communicate verbally instead of through text. So it's like, look, I have all this stuff that I'm just ready to unload, uh, including uh, with all the news that came out, our boy Nico, Nicolas, the CEO of SoRare, had this really, really good tweet thread that I found that he was basically saying that they were going to push communication, that they're going to be more transparent with the community and that that they were listening, basically reassuring that like, hey, we have a lot of really cool stuff coming on, not to worry you know, obviously, there's been a lot of negative sentiment with SoRare, with the markets, the general crypto environment, just everything that kind of SoRare is built on. Uh, it's kind of funny because we have like this really, really crappy market and just like macro, like economic environment. But then we just have this like best time for like football and like sports and fantasy sports and everything. And it's just like an incredible time. But like one of the things that he really said that I really wanted to kind of like point out was that. He basically, let me, let me see if I can read the tweet. Oh, we'll be doing regular Twitter spaces and we'll be joined by product and engineering and community experts from SoRare, SoRare MBA and SoRare MLB, which I think is incredible. I think them having, you know, having an outlet where they can go, hey, this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to meet. And, you know, let's let's really like be transparent with each other and grow as a community together. And I thought that was probably the coolest thing ever. And I had to retweet it and he liked my retweet. So I just had to throw that out there because I feel cool, but quick little humble uh, brag for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me pick up that uh, name that I just dropped, but uh, yeah. What what do you, what do you think about all this like transparency talk and having the CEO being on Twitter and actively communicating with the community? Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, definitely communication is always the biggest thing for, you know, any successful business, but especially in this market, um, given everything that's going on, um, you know, that there has been a lot of negativity on on Twitter recently, it feels like, um, and whether some of it's warranted, some of it's not, it's, you know, anytime you have negativity, it is always nice to see 
the brand, but especially the CEO, you know, directly come out and say it and not just simply hide behind, you know, a brand account or anything like that. Um, and kind of go off on the thread with, Hey, this is what we're doing for baseball. This is what we're doing for football. Like break it down sport by sport, um, which is kind of really cool to see. Um, and also just, I mean, love the fact that, you know, they're bringing all the new, you know, common aspects into it. Um, Cause a lot of time that can kind of get lost in it, but it also, I think helps bring in a new audience and really kind of focuses in on the whole free to play aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fun to, you know, go after your limiteds, your rares, all that stuff. You win more rewards, but um, having the free aspect of it, I think really can bring, you know, people to, you know, I guess just fantasy basketball as a whole, but also just the sober platform. Cause it kind of just, it, it gets your feet wet. It can kind of dip your toes in the water a little bit, go from there. And um, you know, you, whether you start off playing common, you're like, Oh, like, that's cool. I want a limited, like if eventually you just keep winning more and more, all of a sudden now you're in limited, you can sell cards, you can buy more. Um, it just kind of really opens up the whole thing. So, you know, definitely love to kind of see that whole thread and, um, especially coming directly from the CEO too. Yeah. And I, I think, especially like going on what you were saying about the comments, because when I started, so it's been maybe almost a year. I don't even think it's been a year since I've been on so rare. And when I first hopped in, like I was doing the comments in football and like all the comments were trash. And like, you, it felt like you were just in, like putting in dead lineups to get a somewhat okay common card to like plug in. And then just like week in and week out, you were just playing for basically another common card. And so you, it took me probably like five months to get a decent enough team where I was like, Hey, like I could actually start winning stuff and then flesh it out. But now they're just doing this like, Hey, let's push this free to play stuff. Let's get mm-hmm. these people in. Let's get them to catch the so rare bug, which is essentially what they want to do. They want you to get in and going. And like, now that you can churn out commons and actually have a competitive, like it's more than just going in, just setting in the first people that you like see in your common lineup and then just TV. It's like, now you have to go in, you have to research, you have to go look at in stats, who's playing, who's injured. Like it adds that much more to a free to play aspect, which is like, mm-hmm. Hey, that's going to make people want to stick around. And hopefully eventually end up kind of paying up and starting to put in money to the platform where it's like, okay, now so rare. Hey, guess what? You're winning too, because you hired some people to like really, really flesh out this common division. Mm-hmm. So out of the, out of the things that they added, what, what is your favorite or what is the one that like really stood out to you more than the other? And we'll go over both, but. Uh, so, I mean, just kind of sticking with basketball, I mean, really it's, it's just kind of A or B between the swaps and the, the new card drops. Um, I think I have to go with the swaps because it feels more long-term. Um, when I joined on the football side, they kind of give you a new card. I think it was your first 10 days or your first 14 days, something along the lines of that. And that wasn't um, even a thing. Kinda, that wasn't yeah. even a thing when I started. So I didn't even know that was a thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at least in, in July of, you know, this year in 2022, when, um, when I joined, that was a thing. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of cool to help grow the platform, but you know, I'm not the biggest football fan. So I'm kind of looking at these names and I'm really just like, who's got the highest L5 or L15 and we're just going to go <laughs> with them. And, you know, I'm scraping through tier twos. Maybe I get a tier one if I'm lucky. Um, but I think having the ability to now on basketball swap your cards that, whether you have a superstar that you want to get rid of, or you want to get rid of your lower guys, but you know, you can really kind of try what I think makes it really fun is you can kind of go for like the zero to hero aspect. Like, can I take my guy who's got an L 10 of, I guess, let's just call it 10 to make it an even number 10 and slowly every day, you know, every 24 hours, just bump them up. See if maybe the next time you get an L 12 and then a 15 and then an 18. Now all of a sudden you're at a 25 or a 30 and it's like, you know, yeah, it took you, you know, a couple of days, but you just took this card that, you know, never sees the floor, let alone sees your sower lineup. And now you got a guy that you're throwing in that's winning you rewards that like, 
that's just kind of a really special thing to do. Um, so I think that part does it, but also it, it just kind of brings another strategy to it too. Um, you know, do you kind of look at, you know, a superstar who's on a big team, but let's say he gets hurt and you're kind of looking short term to replace him. So you, you swap out that star. Uh, maybe you got a guy that, that came off the bench for an injury for a couple of games um, and replace that, that normal star. And now all of a sudden his L10 went from 10, then it's going to jump up to 25, but you know, in two weeks, it's going right back down to 10, you know, once it gets up to 25, you swap them out for someone. And now that's, that's a huge upgrade too. So yeah. um, I think it really kind of adds, adds to the whole strategy aspect, which I absolutely love. No, and like, even, even t- take it even further. Cause now you're putting in common lineups at mm-hmm. least two a week, which you should be, if you're not, what are you doing? Like even if you don't got superstars, you put them in that champion. You you let them try. You're getting more. Yeah. Even if you yeah, yeah. get zero points, you're still getting another yes. common. Like so you're getting another commons. It could be tier two, tier three, tier four, but then you can swap them on top of that. So now you're winning rewards. You're swapping them in and out. And like there's even that. I like that. I like that zero to hero thing that you know you kind of mentioned because when I was doing this rundown, it kind of got me thinking, and I was like, hey, is there like. I almost kind of want to, and I don't, I don't even know how I would do it, but almost like a show where like as a community, we literally pick a guy, we pick a zero. And then every day we just go and we like collectively pick this one guy and then just day in and day out, just like everybody kind of choose, like help choose like who we're swapping to see if we can like literally get to that star. And I, dude, I think it's such a fun concept to do that. And even getting a guy who's has a low L10, but like maybe deep down, you know, that he's next up in rotation. If, one guy goes out, he's the next one up. So yeah, he's a little L10, but you know, it's about to spike, you know, after the weekend, after the next mm-hmm. game week, because he's going to have that opportunity. So then it just makes it so much like, I'm almost more excited for the common division at this point. Cause I've, I've just had so much fun training in and out of cards and limiteds right now. Well, not so much now that kind of, <laughs> that, that strategy kind of got blown out the window. All right. Don't fight the trend. But yeah, this, it, it added so much into like the common division that you could do. And I'm actually really excited to like really dive. But on top of that, going even deeper, you get 14 free common cards a day for the first 14, kind of like you said with football, mm-hmm. which then you could trade those too and swap <laughs> those out. And it's just never ending swapping and what you can do. And do you, do you think they always had this in mind or is it something that they kind of maybe noticed early on where they were like, Hey, people are struggling to really put in competitive lineups. If that at all, like there had to have been some instances where like just the random cards that they got, their L10s just did not match up and they didn't have five to play. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's something that, you know, obviously what they had it in the football side, at least back in, in July, um, you know, someone had the idea. So at at this point it kind of made sense to bring it into basketball, but um, I think kind of with a lot of the negativity on Twitter and around the platform as a whole, I think it was a good time to introduce something new um, to kind of show people that, you know, we're maybe thinking of leaving like, Hey, like we're committed to this product. Like we're going to go above and beyond even for just like the little guys. So like, even if you're only playing common, like we still care about you. Like here's a way to keep you involved. Here's new cards. Here's a way to upgrade your card. Like everything like that, it keeps people involved. And I think it also brings in new fans knowing that like, you know, there may have been some people who were kind of like, oh, like, I'm not really too sure what so rare is. So like, let me kind of give it a couple weeks of the season. Um, we're now in game week. What is it? Six or so right around there. Yeah. Game uh, week six. So, sure. you know, maybe I give it the first month and a half and kind of kind of see how that goes before fully jumping in. So, you know, if you're brand new to the platform and right off the bat, you're seeing they're giving you 14 new additional cards and the ability to upgrade. 
I mean, that goes a long way for for player retention and getting new players in. So um, I, I think it was definitely a huge step. And I mean, I'm just I'm very glad that they did it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been so long since I've like started up, I guess, obviously with like NBA and like I already kind of it's it's hard when you already know what's going on or like it's not new to you or it's not different. But it's like that free aspect. I I don't know if you've noticed it, like how how much do they like stay away from the term like NFT with the free to play or like money at all? Do they even push that you can even like buy new limited cards when you start? I don't even remember. I, I don't remember them pushing it. I know I'm trying to pull up the actual um, Twitter page here to see exactly what it says, but I know they they pushed very heavily for baseball, the free to play. Right. Um, and they kind of went away from like, I think it was free to play NFT. Um, let's see here. Cause that, cause that's the goal. You, you get them to play, you get them to pl- stay long enough to win the limited. And then once they get the limited, they go, Oh crap. Well, I need, you know, four more cards to play. So say they don't go out and spend a hundred bucks, but they spend $20. Mm-hmm. Now they got to line up. Now they got the bug. Now they're hooked. Right. And then, then it's all over from there. I mean, you know, I, I choose not to eat sometimes for sober, you know, like it's whatever. <laughs> it's cool. Totally. Just I mean, kidding. Please. I please. The please. Fox card for dinner tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get people in my DMs like, Hey bro, are you okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's really not what I do. I promise. I am very responsible with my, purchases sometimes except for i told i told myself in this down market i wasn't gonna buy any cars until like the dust settled and everything yeah i couldn't help myself yeah i was like some of the prices were so low that i was like even if it goes lower i was like there's there's no there's it's it's fine everything's fine it's fine we're having fun yeah we're having fun dude that's what this game is it's a game it's a fantasy game. It's exactly. fun. It's, it's fun. We're doing this for fun. But yeah, let's see. Here we go. So on on actual so rare for football, um, kind of goes through and it says the best NFT free to play fantasy game, NBA free to play NFT fantasy game, baseball is officially licensed free to play NFT game. So um, they mentioned both NFTs and free to play. It just kind of depends on the order in both. But um, they're really trying to kind of hammer home that free aspect. And, you know, I, I think that's that's something that would be a huge draw for people. Um, you know, whether or not you want to, you want to spend money, whether you want to go big for it or just straight play common, like knowing that they have free to play to try and get people in. And then they're also doing things to make that experience better. Um, I think it's just so much better in the long run than just strictly focusing on the pay aspect. Cause it feels like a lot of times there's um, you know, it's like, Oh, it's like free, but like I'll, I'll use Hulu's example. It's, you know, what is it? 14 bucks a month or whatever. But like you have to pay to then get no ads. So like there's always these upgrades. Whereas like with SoRare, like you have free to play and you can put in zero money. Like it's just completely free, and you're still getting almost the same experience as someone that's you know putting in like for limiteds and rares and super rares. And granted, you're not getting anywhere close to the rewards. So you know that's kind of the the downfall to it. But you know you can still play the full game completely free of charge. Yeah, no, and and I think with with the common swap and the free common cards too, you got to think like that progression. They just made it that much easier to be competitive to actually win. Because how how long would people actually stay around if they just continued winning just more cards and then getting more cards to win more mm-hmm. cards to win more cards? Like at what point does that just become boring? You lose interest, and then they're gone, and then it's counterproductive. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, you got to start somewhere, and you know, adding the stuff in kind of kind of brings new excitement to it. And you know, with getting all these new cards, you know, you could be getting a tier one, and 
all of a sudden now you're winning limiteds and you win enough times and now you're in limited. Now you're selling cars and you're, you're riding tilt cities. So um, it's, it's, it's a great way to do it. And definitely something that's, you know, it's, it's exciting, but um, I, I hope that they didn't burn. I'm, I'm sure they'll come up with more ideas. It'll be great, but I'm a little hesitant at releasing both at the exact same time, as opposed right. to kind of staggering them a little bit. I think we had, what was it one day of swaps before they announced you're getting 14 new limiteds as well. So right. um, maybe spacing those out. I mean, doesn't really make that much of a difference to me. I'm still going to play regardless, but you know, for someone that's new, I'd be interested to see if, you know, they're kind of then expecting these new, new big things kind of all at once when in reality kind of, it takes time and builds up to it. But you know, in the long run, it's just going to be huge. Do you, do you think, and this is just out of curiosity, do you think they have to like put that it's an NFT? Like why can't they just do like, Oh, digital trading fantasy game and never mention an NFT because I think we've had the conversation on the show where it's like sometimes you don't feel like you're using crypto at all. So mm-hmm. why even why even put why even put yourself why put one foot in that hole when like there's got to be a lot of people that like open up, sign up as soon as they see the word NFT out done like it, it stops there because especially now when the whole crypto market is literally just collapsing, it's super negative. And now we're wanting to onboard all these people, even for the World Cup, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming will eventually transition over to NBA. So you're going to go, oh, look at this shiny football stuff. And then they go, whoa, basketball. So right. do, do you think they have to? Or they're just kind of doing it just to cover their butts? I guess I guess it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. That's the perfect way to put it. On one end, you can get people who see NFT and immediately lose interest. But then on the flip side, you can see people that see NFT and are like, I want in. like. They may not be the biggest football, baseball, MLB or MLB, NBA or football fan, and they'll see that and now they're hooked. Um, so I think there's going to be more people that are like that out there. Um, I knew and I, I still really don't absolutely nothing about NFTs like the whole. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. But at the same time, you put in that fantasy aspect and I don't need to understand NFTs at all. Like I'm still having a great time on this platform. Um, I always look at it as like, I could have a two of a thousand. I could have a 600 of a thousand. Doesn't matter to me. They're scoring the same amount of points. So like from a fantasy aspect, that's fine. But like on the flip side, you have people who are like, I only want one of ones. I want low mints, like all that. And like, that's what matters. And for them, like having that collection aspect is cool. So I think it really plays into both sides. And I think it kind of leans more towards on the positive of having NFT in there rather than the negative. Um, Because once you start pitching the fantasy aspect, all the people are like, oh, look, it's an NFT. I don't know what that is. Like, I'm out. Like, it still hooks them in because it's fantasy. Because all at the end of the day, all you have to do, if you don't know NFTs, like, if you know basketball, congratulations, you're going to do well on this. Like, and on the flip side, like, if you're only into NFTs and you're buying low mint cards, you're now flipping those for a profit. So, like, I think it's truly a win-win on both sides. And I think it's just kind of great for kind of both sides of that as well. Oh, they're only flipping it for a profit if the people actually come in to want to play the game to push True. the market, I, yeah, to push I, I, the prices. Profit. You're not always making a profit. Like it kind of depends on who you buy, but like if you get the one of one LeBron James, like that's a card that like, that's the very first one of the kind on so rare. Like that's a huge card. Like there, there's so many different ways to kind of do it. So I, I shouldn't say you always make a profit off of it, but um, Would you- the lower, like the lower the mint, the card, it kind of does make it a little bit easier depending on the player as well. Would would you would you think that they would add like different variations to common cards? Like obviously, there's like every, from what we see every season is like 
you know, a new design or whatever. But what if they started doing like special edition, like common cards, like, oh, if you play in this competition, blah, 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 like, like we just kind of did uh, where they did the election day, right? Where they, mm-hmm. they only played, all the teams played on Monday so that they wouldn't have to play on Tuesday for election day. Everybody go out and vote. Like what if that like Monday slate of games, they were like, if you had a card playing in a game in this competition or like all the rewards had like a special, like, you know, I voted sticker or something like that or like stuff like that. Like Thank doing you. it like in the comments too, where it's like, yeah, cool. Like obviously people would pay dumb money for that too, but like make, make the people that are, you want to play this free to play like mm-hmm. week in and week out, make them want to like work for something too, other than just new cards. Like, Dude, you could, dude, they're free. You could do whatever you want with right. it. Like you, you, you knew, can do like whatever you, you want. Throw them in. Like I think that'd be a good thing too. Like if you made it its own kind of competition, where like you know, there's less rewards, but if you win, you win a certain common that that looks cooler. That's kind of more special than just your basic one. Um, Christmas Day is always huge in basketball. So if like the game week for Christmas Day was like, if you win, I know we talked about. It. I think it was when Nellis was on. Um, you know, you get the little red nose on or, or anything like that. So, yes. um, yeah, like just, just something kind of fun. That's like, a, it's a very easy thing to add on to the card and just kind of makes it more special all the way. So, you know, whether they do it in limited or now, even with common, I mean, the world cup cards, I think look very cool. Um, no, the designs on them, they're shiny. They're ref- like, it just, it looks special. It stands out. Um, and it's just a common card, but like, you would never know if you were brand new to so rare and like someone showed you that you'd think that that was like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, but um, even then going on that, like if and if if I understand, I may have misunderstood this, but when I was reading through it, it basically says that the the cards that you get for the World Cup, like after the World Cup's over, you keep the common cards, but they revert back to their like club cards, mm-hmm. which again, why? It, it's a common card. Like who cares if it looks different? It's still the same player scoring the same points for the same team. Why not let them keep the design? Like, well, and it's like the same thing. Like if you own a card and a guy transfers out the following season, like that card doesn't update to his new team, yeah. but like it's, yeah, you don't have the in-season bonus, but like if you have like for anyone that has like a Holland card, like obviously this was before the premier league's in, but like that still shows him as Dortmund, but it's right. still scoring the same as it would when man city comes in and the premier league comes in, like that's not changing, but like to see the older version of the card and the special version, it's just, it makes it so much cooler. Right. Like, I'm hoping I read that wrong. Like, I hope, like, everybody could just, like, literally tweet at me and be like, you're stupid as hell. That's not what it meant. It just means you could use them for their, like, club team. But it's like, the way they worded it, like, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I don't know how to read. That's I mean, I just, whether you're right or wrong, I'm still tweeting at you. That's not going to make a difference. <laughs> Whatever, dude. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> I, I can admit when I'm wrong. But all I'm saying, dude, dude, take it, dude. The world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. They've clearly proven it here. But since this is a so rare podcast, maybe not so and it NBA related, but maybe not so much. We kind of alluded to it. Dude, the Global Cup, the marketing, they're here. Mm-hmm. Badass looking common cars. They all look fancy and shiny, like you said. How big is this? Is it gonna do you think it's gonna have a big effect on NBA? I think it could. I mean, uh, the the FIBA World Cup is nowhere close to the World Cup, so I, I do want to start that by saying this. By no means do I think that, but that would it does kind of open the door for when the FIBA World Cup rolls around. Now all of a sudden you're getting it's the same exact concept, whether or not they do it. Where um, and even the World Baseball Classic for baseball, do they mint new cards for it now? Do they? You can just simply play the base card that you have. But if they're minting new cards that show the te- the player in their um, in their country's uniform, like that just, that makes the cards look so much cooler than simply, 
you know, if I have a Zach Levine and a Team USA jersey, to me, that's cooler than him in a Bulls jersey because, like, would you, would you, pay you are one it? of 15 guys in the world that can represent your country, like, ever. Like, that, or I shouldn't say ever, but, like, for that specific tournament. <laughs> um, but, like, that, that to me would just be so much cooler. So, you know, on the basketball side, they can do that. For baseball, it opens the door to the World Baseball Classic, which is coming up here. Um, so I, I think the timing's perfect. And, um, you know, I, I, as of now, I think I'm a fan of the, the layout, how they're doing everything with that. And, you know, we'll see how it goes once we actually get a couple game weeks in. I know they're adding new cards after some of the rounds and all that. Um, but I think it does open the door to, to doing that for baseball and, and basketball, too. So um, it, it's really just at the end of the day, it's growing the platform. And I mean, Sora is all about own your game and MLB slogan is grow the game. So it just kind of it comes together. And oh, I mean, as long is. as you're growing for um, for new users and getting people that are currently on the platform as well to grow it too, like that, those are your best ambassadors too. And it's free. And, and it's, it's free. free. Like that is, that is the greatest thing. You're telling me this company that needs money to grow and do even bigger and better things. You're telling me they could do all this stuff for free. Yep. Like I know longer, I never want to hear an excuse about why they didn't do this. When they didn't do that. They have the euros, they have all these major tournaments like, are there any other tournaments or did the NBA wants to do like a beginnings of the season tournament or a yeah, that'd be a terrible tournament? idea. I, I, I hope as a basketball happens. Whoa, 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 back it up, back it up. All right. We got to talk about this. We gotta yeah. talk. Wait, you, why are you against like, is it a beginning of the season? It's like a preseason. It's a, it's a mid season tournament. It replaces the all-star game, which yeah. like, yeah, the all-star game's dumb. No one pays attention. All yeah. they do is dunk. And as long as they keep the dunk contest, like, like who cares? That's all anybody cares about. It's just like you're playing more games. Like at the end of the day, like what does the tournament really do? Like, congrats, you won the midseason tournament. But like if LeBron James is somewhat banged up, he's not playing in that. Like he's going to say, hey, I'm trying to win an NBA championship. Like no one's going to remember who won the 2023 NBA midseason tournament. But like now everyone's going to know who won. But they will in 20 years. Unless it's the Bulls or Magic, in which case you guys are going to listen to that every single episode. But oh, like everyone's going to like pay attention to who's winning the actual championship. So like from that aspect, I think it also kind of dilutes the game. Like, like March madness for college basketball is so fun. Like it's one game. You just got to get hot at the right time. But like, Ooh, so rare March madness. So rare March madness. So rare March madness. Um, but like, I mean, that would be electric. Um, but with it being college kids that it, it opens up a whole nother thing. And the NCAA is just so what? They, 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 can, they can make all the money they want now. It don't matter. Yeah, that's true. You just make make it up as an NIL and and call Bro. it a day. But um, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't be a huge fan if they if they added a midseason tournament for it. I mean, so, I, I love the dunk contest. I love the three point contest. The skills is fun. Like keep it as All Star Weekend. You know, they made the actual NBA All Star game like it's a big charity event now, which is very cool. Um, but I I don't think you need to get rid of that for more games. That's putting more stress on guys' bodies, and it just makes it tough for the you know for the whole long haul of the season. So what's the argument for the tournament then? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> like everyone that I've seen talk about it is always bashing about it. The players don't like it. Like it's it's more money for the league. So that's why I ah, think they like it. But ah, like, right. I cash is always king, but I haven't really seen anything positive about it. So like if you guys are, if anyone that's listening is a big fan about it, obviously tweet at us because like I'm open to talk about it. I would love to know like what potential positives are because it's very possible. I'm just missing something. Yeah, like no, it could 100. be a very obvious thing that I'm just overlooking because, you know, I would much rather watch a dunk contest than a, a midseason tournament. But I mean, I'm sure there are there are some Who doesn't to- love knockout tournaments, though. They are so much fun. It is so proven. 
by the playoffs, by the World Cup, by everything. Knockout tournaments make everything so fun. Oh, Shout out Orlando City for winning the Open Cup. Whatever, dude. I had to throw it in there. Whatever. Since yeah, we're talking about championships. It's all about championships. It just depends on how you do it. I think that's the biggest thing. So, I mean, if it's if it doesn't really make much sense for the players, for the league, for the fans, then I'm not a huge fan of it. But if it makes sense, then by all means, go for it. Look, it's one more trophy for your Bulls not to get close to, dude. It's fine. Hey, hey, be nice now. Be hey, nice. Dude, it's cool. We but were dude. good before my lifetime. I can I can hold the fame to that. <laughs> all right. Cut back to the conversation that we interrupted for this tournament that you hate. Uh, with the Global Cup, dude, the marketing. That that the announcement video for that just proves that they give a shit, that they mm-hmm. care, that they want to put out a really professional looking product, which just excites me that much more for what they could because I guess at the end of the day, they really haven't promoted or done much marketing with the NBA either. Like they've been relying on community, they've been reaching yeah. out to content creators and all this stuff and like doing like the sponsorship kind of thing, which is cool, which I totally agree. For with like you know if people are out there putting in the time like i think that you should kind of throw something back and you know we should a rise rising tides lifts all ships okay that's, <laughs> that's how it works and i dude it's just it's so exciting that one day i'm going to turn on the tv and watch a basketball game and it's gonna be this badass like sober commercial just like on my screen it looks like it should be in a blockbuster like summer film <laughs> and i did I, I think it's cool i think what is what, what's your sentiment with all this like long term because I, I don't even think i've ever asked you really like how you see like the long term like growth is so rare and like where you want it to be or where you think it could go yeah so long term i definitely think it's something that's sustainable i mean just to really hammer home the free-to-play aspect like as long as that's an option you will always have people that will want to play the platform um, once, it, if it ever becomes a fully pay to play, I think you can kind of lose people that way. But as long as you have that free to play aspect, you'll always have people playing, whether or not they're playing limiteds or not, like you'll always have people setting lineups. Um, as far as like the marketing, I know on, on the MLB side, they've done a phenomenal job. Um, they've got the video boards on it at the world series for it. Um, on a lot of MLB's tweets about standings and player stuff there, you know, it's, it's a partnership with that. Um, I have, unless I've missed it, I haven't seen it on the NBA side. Um, yeah, I, I saw that they're it. replying to some tweets about like the top scores or what someone would have scored in so rare, but I haven't really seen like the, like NBA and at so rare NBA, right. like I haven't really seen that just yet. Um, and that it's very possible just because it's still so new, um, or maybe it just kind of never comes at all. But I know on the baseball side, they've done a phenomenal job at at just kind of getting the name out there and just kind of piquing people's interest. Like, Oh, like with at so rare MLB, like what's this? And you click on it. And then, you know, now all of a sudden you see free to play and you see it's fantasy, it's NFTs. It kind of pulls everything together. So um, I'm sure that's in their long-term plan for, you know, marketing within the NBA. Um, but it, it is possible that it's still just so early that that's why we haven't really gotten to see anything yet. Right. Yeah. And, and that, and that kind of goes to think, cause like, obviously there's something in like the licensing agreements and stuff like that, where like they have to do like, you know, marketing for each other and stuff like that. And maybe, maybe it is, maybe they're like, Hey, let the game kind of develop a little bit, like rough out all the kinks and then boom, we'll go full head of steam into mm-hmm. marketing, get everybody in, do the yada yada, all that stuff, which kind of going on that, which brings up another point with all the marketing that they've been doing which obviously costs money that now it costs us 5% to trade cards. What's up with that? I mean, I I think it was only a matter of time. Um, I mean, I was loving not having the market fee, but at the same time, I understand it. 
Um, I, I think there could be ways to kind of rework it where if you're doing 5% on some of the bigger cards, I guess 5% on some of the smaller cards, maybe that percentage is a little less, or maybe I, I flip that where, you know, if you're selling a unique, maybe instead of it being 5%, maybe it's only 1% because you're still making, you know, a lot back on that transfer fee. But um, it, it's only, a, you know, it's only a matter of time. But at the end of the day, all this does is just adds an extra sense of security for the platform and helps it better in the long term. So, you know, we, yeah, like it just makes it more sustainable. Like we can complain all we want where if we're selling a card for, you know, a hundred bucks, maybe now we're not getting the full a hundred, but at the end of the day, that's going back directly to sober so they can add more cards. They can do more marketing. They can make it more sustainable long-term. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what matters for this platform to survive. Um, the last thing we want is them to pump out all this new content and marketing. And then all of a sudden a year from now, so rare is just non-existent or it's just like no one plays there's auctions, but no one buys them. Like there's all these dead cards. So like having that fee in there, just all that does is it makes it safer in the long term, And um, it, it, it stinks kind of from that aspect, but knowing that it's better for so rare in the long run, I think it's just what's reassuring to me. No, no. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, yeah, it sucks. Like nobody wants to give away money. Right. It def mm -hmm. definitely sucks. But one, People are going to want to compensate that. So the prices are naturally going to rise, which works mm -hmm. for you in the long run because you're going to get more for your car than it would have been. Two, completely agree. Obviously, this just helps so rare. Continue to grow, continue to get big names, continue to secure these licenses, continues to do more things like give you a jersey and send you to games and all this stuff. And like, yeah, maybe they're like, hey, you can go to this game, but maybe you know, later it's going to be, Hey, we could fly you out to this game. You know, right. we can pay for your room for your eat food, all this stuff, like all that helps more. And the more, like I saw a lot of complaints on Twitter that were like, Oh, 5% is too much 5%. And like, yes, it is kind of painful. It's stabbed to the side a little bit, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized it. And like, obviously it's still very early. Yes. The platform is growing steadily from the looks of it and it doesn't look like stopping anytime soon especially with all this added marketing but who's to say that with an increased volume in market transactions now from the five percent they can lower it because mm -hmm. they don't need that much from every individual transaction because now they're just getting a lot more transactions so it looks but it's it's a lot harder to be like hey we're gonna take more from you and be like, oh, I know you were paying 2.5, but hey, we're going to raise it to three. And now we're going to raise it to four. And now we're going to raise it to five. But mm -hmm. while everything is still growing, yeah, go to five. So then not only are you going to reduce it, which makes everybody else 10 times happier, but what all these people on the front end aren't realizing is that you're making way more than you were charging these people 5% because the volume has tripled, doubled, you know, quadrupled in the last, you know, X amount of time. So yeah, it kind of sucks. Yes, it's probably coming to football eventually. I know they have it in baseball, which doesn't really matter because who's buying baseball? <laughs> Actually, I bought a baseball card today. Uh, so yeah, let's now, see, uh, if you're going to buy baseball, now's the time to do it because uh, everyone, no one's paying attention anymore. They're just sending out auctions of like all the guys that got called up late, like the top prospects that like everyone's like, ah, they weren't really great, but like no one's paying attention. Um, so, I mean, I've kind of started loading up on rare for next season so I can make that jump up and um, it's gone pretty well, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's tough to have the 5% because the original percent was zero. So like you're going up, but at the end of the day, like they could look at this 5% and be like, maybe we really only need three and the fee stays at three moving forward. And no one's going to complain about 3% because it's like, Hey, it used to be five. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're going from zero to five, yeah, that sucks. But at the end of the day, like it just, it helps in the long run. 
you know, it, it stinks short term. If you're only in it for short term, like I get it, you can complain about it. Like that's fine. But like in the long run, it just makes the platform more sustainable and just kind of adds that longevity aspect to it also. No, and me, like I was, dude, I've been trading like crazy since NBA came out and like, you know, I was taking $3, $4, $5 profits, you know, just like a quick flip in and out, mm-hmm. like trying to like, you know, catch these guys on spikes. Now I'm a little disincentivized to do that because I'm like, okay, well, like if I'm only making, you know, three, four bucks and then I'm paying on top of that, well, it's like, okay, well, like now I'm not really making it. It almost makes it, it almost makes it not worth it to do short-term trades. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's like something that they might have considered with every, with all the, the fluctuations in L10s and yes, it's going to be very liquid. And yes, that has to happen for like to have a very healthy competitive game. I'm not knocking that at all, but it does make it very hard for people to pay play casually. So mm-hmm. I wonder if like part of that decision too was to kind of cut back on the quick, like flipping and selling of these cars and like almost making it really, really hard to get stuff at a fair price sometimes when people like actually need it and not just people that are scooping up a bunch to flip like me. Oops. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. I never really thought of it like that. Um, I, I'm not sure if they did either. Maybe it was calculated, maybe it wasn't, but um, it feels like a lot of times with how quickly news happens in this league where it's like so-and-so is questionable. You look at the backup and in the last five minutes, there's been 10 of his cards sold and his price has now tripled. And like, if you're just a casual fan, that's like, oh, like that guy's on my favorite team. I want to go get him. Now all of a sudden you're paying three times more because you were 10 minutes late to a notification. Like it makes it a lot harder from a casual fan perspective. And I think it does kind of limit, you know, as great as it is to quickly have the the three and $4 flips, because I've done it before. And <laughs> I mean, that adds up quick, like that, that'll get you a new card within the hour if you flip a couple of those. So, you know, there's a way to do it, but I think at the same time, it does kind of make it more for the casual fan and just kind of makes it easier for people to, you know, go in. If you're only able to check a couple of times a day, now you can still do it. But, you know, especially with the fluctuation of L10s, you know, early on in the season, you had Keegan Murray who had a zero because he was a rookie, but he's in their starting lineup and he's going to score 30, 40 sober points for you in that first week. Like having a guy that's going to be a zero, but going to get you that is huge. Um, And then even on the flip side, you can have a, a guy that, you know, Maybe he's his L 10 is 15, but he's going to get a big increase in minutes because the guy's banged up ahead of him. Then, you know, all of a sudden now his card is is through the roof, but it's only through the roof for a week because after this game week, that starter's coming back. So, you know, I think it also, it makes it better for the casual fan, but it also protects people as well from, you know, in a sense, panic buying these new cards for four days. You know, you're really only getting four days out of it. Maybe you're getting two game weeks, depending on what scores are getting bumped in and out, but I think it also makes it better from the user as whole and kind of protects people from themselves in a way. Are you protecting them though? Cause at the end of the day, people are going to chase regardless. Like oh, yeah, you, you, you can't, there always has to be another sucker that's willing to pay a higher <laughs> price than you did. That is what trading is, whether it's stocks, whether it's crypto, whether it's these NFTs at the end of the day, the whole game is finding a sucker that's willing to pay more than you did. So is it really protecting like the, it's not protecting the chasers as much as it's like, because people are still going to buy it up, mm-hmm. but people are more hesitant to buy them for the quick flip. Because if, if anybody knows that you're doing it, it's going to go right back up and right back down. Like, yes. dude, I always feel so bad. Like the people that missed out 10 minutes just played triple. The people that waited 30 just paid like one X or one and a half X because you that much waited. So like realistically at the end of the day, just don't chase. 
Because yeah, you're going mean, to get stuck stick holding to your budget, back. Stick to what you want to do. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to go and chase cards, that's your decision. You're more than welcome to. Um, if you want to kind of sit back and, and play it more casually and just kind of check when you can, you can as well. So like, that's what makes this platform so much fun is you can go out and buy anyone's card at any time. And yeah. you can pay, if you want to try and get them on auction for cheap, you can. If you want to say, I want this card right now, I don't care what the cheapest price is, I'm going to go do it. You can go do that. And guess what? As soon as you do that, a couple minutes later, he's in your lineup. So but, like, that's what makes it so fun. I'm like in your lineup once the next game. Well, goes, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, well, no, I was, I was going to say on that, like, yeah, but then at the same time, and like, I, I just, I, I see it so much. And like, I have to say it might sound a little cold hearted, but look at the time that you bought that card before you hit buy, you went through like five steps. And at that time you had that internal conversation that said, Hey, at this moment in time of this purpose at, of this purchase, I value this card at X amount. Don't mm-hmm. get mad at so rare. Don't get mad at crypto. Don't get mad at anything else. I'm sorry. But the reality is at that moment in time, you said, hey, this price sounds good to me. I'm going <laughs> to buy it. I'm yeah. sorry it didn't work out your way. It, it, that's it is that's it, just but, kind of how it goes, unfortunately. Yeah. And I mean, that's a great way to look at it. Like you can pay whatever you want for. I mean, it, it works both ways. You can buy a card for two dollars that in a week is now all of a sudden worth 50 and you lucked into that one, you could buy a card for 50 that's now worth $2. So like it, it goes both ways, but it, it's, I completely agree. It's at that moment when you bought that card, you thought that was a fair price. So like at the end of the day, like if you thought it was a fair price, that's a fair price. Like it, it is what it is. And if you didn't think it was a fair price, you wouldn't have bought that card. So and, it's, and- it's, it's tough, but at the end of the day, like it comes down to the user experience and kind of what, you know, kind of what you were going through at that time and don't get me wrong i've gotten burned i got yep. burned last week because and, and this is my strategy so like jalen suggs got injured you know they stopped they stopped mending his card i'd got the notification that he was possible like for the lineup so i went and i checked and like the floor hadn't moved it was at like low 20s or whatever so i was like screw it and i bought two and he came back he popped off first game his price spike you know i sold i sold one and then it worked out. I was like, great. This is a great trade. I was like, the strategy rocks. I'm going to do it again. I took a flyer on Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Dude, I, okay. Look, same thing. He's been out on injury. His price kind of like plateaued. It flattened out. And I was like, okay, they're not auctioning the card off. It's It's been at this like steady price, whatever. I was like, dude, whatever. It worked with Jalen Suggs. He's going to come back. They're going to start auctioning cards again. It's going to work. Trust me. So I do it. He comes back you know, limited minutes, He but he doesn't do bad. So I'm like, okay, didn't really expect him to move. They started auctioning his cards again. The crypto market also dumped. <laughs> so my trade is now backwards. So I was like, I was so sure. I was like, hey, dude, I got this trade. I was like, this strategy rocks. Yeah, no, I, 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 got, I got burned. It's just, it's all learning. And who knows, maybe a month from now, he drops a triple-double or he decides to actually shoot the ball for once. And now all of a sudden you're breaking even. But if not, like, if you take it as a learning experience, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like if you, if you keep going over and over and over and you're buying these cards at high prices and just complaining about it, at some point you have to realize that's on you. If you do it like on the baseball side, I got in early. I spent way more money on cards compared to what they are worth now. Like I bought a card for 40 bucks. That's now worth a dollar. Like anytime that card goes auction, half the time, no one's even buying it. But I, I learned from it. Like, it hurts. It hurts looking back on it. But I took that as an experience of saying, hey, like, 
slow down on cards, do your research, like know what's going to happen or not know what's going to happen in the long term, but like think what is going to happen to this card's value in the future. If you think it's going to go down, just sit and wait for it to go down. If you think it's going to go up, then buy in now, but you're, you're going to be wrong. You're going to have hits. You're going to have misses. That's just part of it. And at the end of the day, if you don't learn from your experiences, then it's, that just kind of comes down to you at that point. Right. Like you have to be able to like sit back and if you learn from it, then it's, it's not worth it in the long run. Cause at the end of the day, you're still taking loss, but you know, now instead of taking three losses, you're only taking the one and then you're just building off of that. Yeah, no. And, and I like what you said too. And like, I, th- I think the key word in all of this, and I think people are, and I hope people learn this sooner rather than later, especially with like, this just like really, really steady decline of just snowball panic selling at this point, which it's kind of bouncing back a little bit. I have noticed that like it kind of settled and like, I know SGA's price like really took a hit and then he popped off and then because after it happened, I was watching well Wednesday night because there was a big slate of games. So I had server data open and like when there's a bunch of games on, I like to sit on and kind of like see what see how the market's reacting to things. Like I've noticed if a guy puts up like over like 10 to 20 points in the first quarter, his price immediately spikes. So people are like, oh God, he's popping off. He's gonna he's he's gonna go off. And then they immediately chase. Or if someone comes off the bench. And in, you know, three minutes, they put up like close to 10 points. Same thing. They spike up Wednesday when everything was going on. There was nothing. It was crickets. It was literally crickets. Like there was no spikes. There was no like, oh, this guy's injured, like lineup announcements. Like there was no action in the market whatsoever. And I thought it was hilarious. And I finally checked today going into game lock. Sure enough, Fred Van Fleet had popped off. His price is on the way back up again. SGA, his price on the way back up again. If you have the patience, calm down. Did I get burned on Ben Simmons? Yes. Is he still a player? Say what you will about the Nets, Simmons, that whole awful situation. Why I didn't think this trade would blow up in my face. I don't know. But he still plays in the NBA. There's a matter of time if somebody goes down and he just decides he wants to remember how to play basketball that day, (laughs) his price is going to spike. Everyone's attention spans are so short. The 24-hour news cycle, everyone's going to forget about bad Ben Simmons. And they're going to chase his price and hopefully I at least break even. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's least. the same thing. Like, you texted me about Russell Westbrook. You're like, is he going to be good again? And I was like, he very well could be. Who knows when it's going to happen? And that next week, he just, like, he popped off. Like, he's been putting up better numbers off the bench. He's accepted his role. Yep. And that's all it takes. Like, it's most of basketball, I shouldn't say most of basketball, a lot of sports as a whole are mental. Like, yes, you have to have the talent, but once you learn to accept your role and to kind of start doing the little things, it all translates there. And once Rustbrook knew he was coming off the bench, that's what it took. That's what oh, it takes he to help the team. It. Yeah, like it, it start his plus, every single matchup of two players on the Lakers that have the best plus minus, I think it was the top five are Russell Westbrook and player a b c and d and e like it goes down the list and that's all as soon as he started coming off the bench and knowing that so like it's it's gonna happen i mean earlier in the year if i told you westbrook was gonna start playing well you would have looked at me and said no like his shots are hitting (laughs) the side of the backboard he's airballing free throws and warm-ups like you're watching this you're like there's no way this guy belongs on the floor but once it clicks it's it's electric like it's fun to watch it brings in more your sower scores are going up like everything goes off and it just it clicks you don't happen to know when james harden's coming back by the way dude i thought they said it was like two months wasn't it yeah. maybe i don't know like while we were like talking about like injuries and stuff i was like immediately thought about james harden i was like ooh, 
Yeah, same thing. Do these injury guys, after a while, when everybody forgets that they're injured, their price just plateaus. Yeah. And someone like Harden, it's going to spike. You got to think. Harden's no Ben Simmons, I think. Or at least the way he was playing at the beginning of the year, because he was actually doing he was really, really real well. solid numbers. Yeah. Uh, Is there, are there any other like guys off the top of your head that you uh, like can think of that are injured and maybe people forgot about? Oh, man. Uh, oh, who was I looking at today? Um, I'm drawing a blank on one right now, but um, I know Chris and I were talking about Andre Drummond at work today. Um, he's been kind of banged up. He's not going to put up flashy scores because he really only plays like 18 minutes, but he also just gets a ton of rebounds. Right. Um, so he may get six points and 10 rebounds in 15 minutes, which is incredibly effective. Um, so yeah, you're taking a risk of him not really doing much and getting a six, but he also could very well put up a 30 in 15 minutes. So, I mean, that's a guy, um, obviously not biased because he plays for the bulls. That's just uh-huh. kind of, you know, it's okay because um, the that, first person that, that, that popped in my head bit. was uh, Markel Fultz. So yeah, like like once Markel Fultz comes back, I mean, I know you could honestly spin a wheel and pick any Magic player, and I'm sure they've been hurt at some point this season. So like <laughs> any yeah, of them, we're running out of players, back, dude. Good. Yeah, we which, might not which, even which have. Isn't a shot at you? Like that's just like that's how basketball works. Like guys get banged up, they miss time. Joel Embiid missed a couple games because he was sick. Like and now he's going back well. Um, Darius Garland got poked in the eye opening night. And as soon as he came back was putting up 40 to 50 sober points a game. Like that's another card by the way. And if you can kind of find those stars that their L 10 starts to drop and their price drops, like LeBron James, you sent me the other day, went down to, what was it like 40 or 50 bucks? Uh, He he was like banged uh, up and was kind of day to day, but like he's he's having to put playing. Yeah. Like when he's playing, he's scoring 50 sober points a night. Like, so like getting a guy at that value is huge. So it's kind of all about, you know, finding the guys that are banged up or missed one game or anything or had a tough week to, you know, once that price goes down, you know, attack them. And I'm not saying buy up every card because there's going to be guys that that we're going to be wrong on and all that. But um, if you kind of find those guys that are have had a rough stretch, but you know, we're going to come back better, by all means, go off and get them in a deal. And if you want to flip them once they're good, then I mean, you just made a profit then. Or if you want to keep them, then however you want to do it. And that's the thing. And I'm so I'm glad that you brought up LeBron because I pulled it up again. Look, LeBron's having injury problems. He's not the LeBron that he used to be. Yes, his price is super cheap. But do you do you tie up your funds on LeBron James at this point? Like, unless you unless you're like a really big fan of LeBron James or you really like the Lakers and like I get it. Like, yes, would owning his card be cool? Of course. But for so rare purposes, do you really want to buy this card? by the way, team Jordan all the way. But I mean, I, I think whether or not you should kind of put your funds towards LeBron, um, if his score stays up, but he's really only putting up that average is kind of his most, I don't think go for it. Um, I think he is going to be one of the cheaper kind of superstars in the league. So if you're trying to go after a guy um, who averages in the high 40s, low 50s, but he's kind of on a budget, by all means, go after him because you do kind of need superstars in a way to be successful. But um I don't know. I personally wouldn't just because he's kind of, he's maybe got two to three more years left. He's not going to play back to back. Yeah. I mean, his, he's not sitting games because of rest. He's got load management, which is our favorite thing to say on the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't, but at the same time you could make the argument for it and I wouldn't disagree. Like it just, it kind of was one of those things that comes down to personal opinion. And so many people are LeBron fans. So like if you want a LeBron card, now's the time to go get one um who knows if his price comes back keeps going down or whether or not it ever hits this low again but 
Um, he's still putting up numbers, even though the Lakers are terrible. So, you know, the Lakers record doesn't really mean anything for so rare. It's just as long as he's putting up his numbers, he's good. Um, and, and who knows also, I mean, part of that was, uh, we were talking pre-show about Twitter, but someone made a fake LeBron account and said he was requesting a trade. So, um, I don't know the exact timeline of when that came out and when his price dipped, but I, no, I mean, it's, who, it's like, been dipping. Yeah. Like if it, if it stays down, I mean, if if you want to go after LeBron, I think now's the time to do it. And at the end of the day, like that's a cool card to have. Right. It's, it, it's, it, it's cool. Like, like, is he putting up the scores that he used to? No. Your score is kind of crappy for, I mean, yeah, his L10 is 46 and you're barely getting that some nights at this point. Not saying that he can't, obviously it's very high risk, high reward, but yeah, at this price, if you have it, why not take the flyer? Either he smashes it. and you can flip him, or you have a LeBron James card or you have a LeBron James card. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of truly a win-win there. I mean, that's love him or hate him. He's, he's one of the best players of our generation by a mile. And I mean, that's just, that's just a cool card to have at the end of the day. So I'll buy it when everybody panic sells when he retires. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Not until his son gets in the league though. So you got another year or two. Oh, and then we're going to play them both in champion and win a tier one. Yes. There we go. And then we'll put Giannis in with his brother as well. Oh, uh, brothers! That that that'll be the lineup. It'll be the that, three the three Antetokounmpo brothers, Bronny James and LeBron James, and you are set. There it is, right now. Pick your spots, pick your prices, scoop them up. <laughs> you got a couple years, but you will, you will win a tier one. Mark my words. <laughs> Tweet it, post it, <laughs> put it on the internet forever. Oh my! That I mean, that would be that would be something, but. Um, no, it is going to be very interesting to see also kind of what, what how many players hold cards kind of for long term, um, especially kind of going back to the to the common cards and getting these these free cards. I mean, if you're looking at a guy that's got an L10 of a five, but he's a rookie, maybe you take that over the guy that's got an L10 of 12, but is in his 10th year and kind of, you know, leaving the league in the next year. Um, so again, it brings back that whole strategy aspect. And you know, that's what makes Sora great is it? it's not just one season. Like when you buy a card, you have that card until you sell it. So, I mean, you can go on and get a rookie. And if he doesn't play it all this year, but next year he cracks the lineup, you just got a card for free of a guy that's going to do absolutely insane numbers. So like it's, it's all fun. It's all a lottery. And um, at, at the end of the day, it's just kind of, we're here to have fun and, and kind of grow the game that we love. No. Yeah. No, I, Dude, I'm I'm just so excited for the future of this game. Like, I I really, I really, truly am at this point. Like, with with all the new things that they're pumping out, and I feel like in the last year, even before NBA and MLB, like it almost felt like so rare was like kind of like hitting like a very stagnant point where like it didn't really feel like anything was like moving along, and like people were starting to get uneasy and antsy. And maybe it was because they already they already had this like in the works, right? And like they already knew about it, and they were just kind of waiting for the right moment to let it go but now it just feels like dude it's everything all at once and like you said with like the common stuff like yeah they should have spaced it out to make it feel that much more important but who's to say that they don't have more things planned you know and if this whole push for the world cup and all that goes the way like those people are going to trickle over to nba mm-hmm. like those people are going to like set their lineups they're going to find stuff and then they're going to come right over and set their lineups and hopefully pump our bags Yes. That's what we like here. Please only buy the cards that we list for sale. <laughs> Literally. F- follow, follow, 
my profile and buy all my cars. Send me offers. I will always accept <laughs> an offer. I have no problem accepting offers. I tell you that. Yeah. But Alec, I'm not going to lie to you right now. I just went through a dang hurricane and my internet's all out of whack because there's too much dang water everywhere. Too <laughs> many dang power lines. Yeah. So I'm going to call this episode right now. Hard cut. Right here it is. I've had, dude, I, I could have kept going, but like the internet, like it, it, it keeps kind of bugging out again. So have fun editing, editing this, Chris. Have fun with that. I don't know what the hell happened. I was yelling at Alec, but apparently it was me. <laughs> whatever. Leave it in there because I think it'd be hilarious, but whatever. But Alec, is there anything else you want to let these people know? Any advice? Any not financial advice that you can give these people? Uh, I mean, keep watching these, you know, keep watching the league as a whole and, you know, keep playing sower, fight through it in the long run. And, um, you know, don't believe all the negativity you're seeing on Twitter here. A lot of times it's just people complaining just to complain. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of people that love this platform and enjoy it and and are having a great time. And, you know, yeah, you're going to have a negative experience. You're going to have a negative experience with with anything that you go to. It, it happens from time to time, but um, that's just part of the growing process. And, I mean, I've had an absolute blast for the last six months with it. So I'm um, looking forward to it more in the long run. And, you know, when my when my three onto Takumpos and Bronny and LeBron James all going to be a tier one in a couple of years, we're coming Let's back go. to this episode. No podiums for anybody. Who's getting third place is we're getting first and second. Yes, sir. Boy. That's it. Alec, it's always a pleasure. Good luck in the game week. 